it goes like this, verse 28 of Ephesians 5. Husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And then he adds this amazingly crucial statement in verse 29. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does, the church. Nobody ever hated himself, but nourishes and cherishes himself. Everybody, without exception, loves himself, whatever his self-esteem is, high or low. Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and today I am joined by a familiar voice to longtime listeners. It's been a minute, but we have with us today the leader of the women's ministry at Doxa Church, my administrative assistant, none other than Amanda McCloy. How have you been, Amanda? Hello. It's good, good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. We've had a lot of changes in our life recently, so we're just adjusting to, yeah, tell, to this new really season. Really briefly, just tell everybody, because I know not everyone sees you at church. Some people listen to this podcast, and they don't know all of the things happening in your life right now. How's Steven? How, how are things going? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, my husband, a student at VCOM Medical College, and he has since graduated and began residency here in Spartanburg, which we yeah. were super excited about because we definitely wanted to stay here and stay at Doxa. So God has answered some prayers there. Yeah, so big answer to prayer. We are now navigating residency, and it's been a challenge, but we're we're powering through, and we've got some good yeah. community around us to help us out. So it's, yeah. uh, it's been good. It's been Relying good. on the Lord and, yes, yeah, and the people absolutely. he gives you. Yeah, for sure. And... And you have a business that is thriving as well. I do. I tend to forget about that. With Stell Stevens stuff going on, he's yeah. the, the doctor, and he yeah. has, you know. But I do, I do. I started to. This a could be your. Business. This could be your shameless plug. There this we is, go. This, this is, is the ad. This is the ad for the pod. <laughs> Ellie and Rowe, you can find us on Etsy or Instagram. There you go. But yeah, I started doing a little business so I could have a little side hustle, make a little money while yeah, and be able to be with my kiddos since Stephen is working so much. So yeah. I do some handmade jewelry and some home decor and it's good stuff and you got a lot of really really funny like good social media things yes like, like yes. i don't even know what we call it. i guess reels right yes reels reels, yeah. reels are the, the yeah. tool now yeah. yes so yes. this really fits in very nicely with our podcast today mm-hmm. because it's not like you're an expert or anything on this but you're more in tune to it than i am yes the social media world is where i have to live a lot with my business because yeah. A lot of things now with businesses, if you want to succeed, you need to do fairly well on social sure. media. So I totally I, get it. Actually, I listened to the last episode, and a lot of that is very relevant. You know, that if you uh-huh. haven't listened to the um, yeah. Babble, that was yeah. a good episode. talks about social media. We're going to extend a little bit of that. We are. Episode. That's what I want to do. I yeah. mean, last week, you, Lee, and I were in the office, and we weren't even directly talking about that Tower of Babel yet, mm-hmm. but... We were talking, and you brought up the topic of inspirations. Mm -hmm. And as you shared that, it got me thinking, wow, this would actually be a perfect continuation from last week's episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm planning on having Leon next week or the following week whenever he comes back from vacation. Glad that man's going to get a vacation (laughs) with his wife. Yes. yes. (laughs) 
But Amanda, let's just start off by talking about something that you have personally noticed getting a lot of traction and becoming very prevalent on social media platforms. I think I said inspirations. You're calling them affirmations. Yes. And you can do a lot better explaining them than me, clearly, because it's not really in my orbit. But yeah, what are these affirmations and and what is this all about? So I, I don't know if some of you who are on social media get on there and see, but a lot of the people I follow will post in their stories their daily affirmations. And yeah. a lot of very popular ones. I got a few here. I am successful. I am strong. I am powerful. All I need is within me. I can be whatever I want to be. I am independent and self-sufficient. Mm. I am worthy of what I desire. Um, I am the hero of my own life. And those are just a few that I kind of wanted to touch on. And, and, and at the end, we'll, we'll throw some scripture at those and see if that's yeah. biblical. Yeah. But these are some of the ones that I've been seeing. And really, they... They sound fairly good to most people. I feel like that's why people are sure. affirming themselves with them. Um, yep. But people use these affirmations to what I would what they say manifest them into reality. So the the purpose oh. of affirming yourself is to receive the desired outcome, to change the way you think or feel until what you've repeating becomes a reality. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, I actually manifest it into reality. Manifest it into reality. Ooh, yeah, yes. Yeah. And honestly, I wish it was that simple. Sometimes because <laughs> I'm a millionaire, I really could repeat yeah, that right, about right. a thousand times, but it would make it true. So. <laughs> I mean, we are made in God's image, but this is taking it to another level. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, when I was researching a little bit more into this, I, I read I came across a Washington Post article, and it was it basically talking about what are affirmations. You know, this yeah. was from a few different scientists and professors and one of them said that effective affirmation is about identifying in a solid concrete way the kinds of things about you that you really value okay we had two others here so this is about accurately and authentically authentically (laughs) (laughs) authentically encouraging yourself using words of acknowledgement consistent with your truth so that's from a psychologist. Okay. Yep. Um, and then your we have truth. Your that's a key truth. phrase that's there. That's a key phrase. Yeah. Yep. Note that. The key concept is that you're good enough and you're valued with being you. So basically, all these are just trying to tell yourself something about yourself to make you believe it. Yeah. Essentially, is what it is. So yeah. I hear a lot of self coming first. There's a lot of self. A lot in of here. self. There's a lot right. of that self love club starting to kind of seep through yeah so as christians i feel like a lot of your red flags should be going up when you hear a lot of self it should trigger our red flags because not that all of these are wrong but they're almost right Uh you know they're Uh they're the half truths they all have some elements of truth they all have some elements of truth which is why i feel like so many christians are starting to fall for this trap of affirming yourself and manifesting the life that you want to have. Similar to last week, Mm -hmm. where I told everyone, ask where you're finding your identity. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to ask yourself, where am I getting my fulfillment from? Is this true? It's another question you always have to Mm -hmm. ask yourself. Is this actually helping me? Just hearing you're great and telling yourself, I am important, I'm valued, I treasure myself. That isn't always helpful. Yep. Of course, 
you are valued. Of course, you are a treasure in God's sight. You're made in God's image. Absolutely. And sometimes we need reminders of that too, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when there's abuse, when there's controlling people who have belittled you and are are harming you. A lot of times you you have to go through the grieving process and you have Mm -hmm. to get back to the truth of what God says is true about you. That's all very true. But just always pumping yourself up with these affirmations of I'm great and I got to love myself. Mm. That isn't always helpful because that's not the theologically correct way to look at yourself. You are also fallen at the same time. Mm -hmm. You are also a sinner, just like everyone else that you rub shoulders with that's annoying you, like they're sinners and you are too. So you can really get off if you fall into this deceptive trap of just simply affirming for affirming sake. And then you're right. There was a lot of red flags there, Mm -hmm. your truth and Mm. manifest it. Like that's where you start getting into just straight up erroneous theology about, about God and man. Yes. So yeah, let's just talk a little bit more, Amanda, about how this is so deceptive and so easy to fall into, even for Christians. And this is one of the reasons why we're having this podcast on this topic Mm -hmm. is you can almost fall into it without even realizing it. Exactly. Because like we said, a lot of these are half-truths. They're almost true. And like you said, doesn't the Bible tell us that we're worthy of love? You know, didn't God send his own son to die for us because he loved us, you know? So absolutely, that is true, but he loves us in spite of ourselves. You know, we aren't so worthy that he sent his son because of how amazing we are. You know, he loves us in spite of how terrible and awful we are. Yeah. In Jeremiah 17, 9, very popular verse, you know, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And so really when you get into these affirmations and manifestations and spirituality, any aspect of that, you really have to hold it up to biblical truth because biblical truth does not say follow your heart. It does not say you deserve everything good in life. That is not biblical. Um, Allie Best Stuckey actually has an awesome book called You're Not Enough and That's Okay. The ladies in our life group read it a while back and I – Really recommend it for any anyone struggling with this. It's more catered to women, but it's just a good read in general. But she addresses some of this toxic self-love culture. Yeah. And she has so many good points. But one of the ones she says that I really liked is, when you hear this, you're perfect the way you are. It leads us into accepting parts of ourselves that we should be rejecting, making excuses for ourselves when we should be repenting, and believing things about ourselves that hold no lasting value. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's it. All right, we could literally be done right there. I Uh mean, that is just, it's so true. And that's unfortunately what a lot of these affirmations and self-love lead us into is that I'm great and I'm perfect and I don't need to change. And that's not what the Bible says at all. And then you start pointing fingers at everyone else. Yeah, You know, it's like, it's their fault. Like, they did this to me. And before you know it, you're a victim. And Jordan Peterson actually talks about this a lot, too, with, Mm -hmm. like, young men. When he speaks to young men, it's about you have to analyze yourself and be honest with yourself. Like, what do I need to do right now to improve? Yes. Like, this isn't just about feeding my ego. Because where is that going to get you? It is going to get you eventually into an even more depressed place, even Mm -hmm. more of a dark place, because you're not actually tapping into the source of life, Jesus Christ. You're just trying to pull it out of yourself yes and as long as you do that you're just trying to will yourself into it and speak truth to you if it's off center which you know center is the glory of god like that's where we should be that's where we're really going to get 
transformation and, and radical life change. And another piece of this is it's temporarily empowering. Yes, exactly. It's, it's obviously going to help you in the short term. Mm-hmm. There, there's a jolt of energy and, and, and excitement that you get. But if you're always just feeding your ego, you're basically doing the opposite of what you already pointed out, Amanda. You're doing the opposite of what the Bible teaches. Because when you look at the Bible and you examine yourself, you see your own unworthiness. Yes. And the closer you get to God, you see more of yourself as a sinner. Yes. That's the biblical pattern we see. Mm -hmm. Like biblical affirmations are like, I'm looking at myself and woe is me. Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this. And then you get your gaze off of yourself and you get your gaze on Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And as soon as you put your gaze on him, then you actually start to become more empowered, more emboldened, more alive in your true identity. It's not because you willed it out of yourself and you pulled it out of thin air and, and you're just this powerful being. It's no, you got closer to God. As you got closer to God, you saw how you fall short, and then you relied on him to change you. And the closer you are to him, the more you rely on him, the more confident, assured, Mm -hmm. and the more of a difference maker you will actually become. Yeah, Ali Bestucky actually also makes that point in her book, too, that self can't be both the problem and the solution. You yeah. can't cure your self-loathing with self-love. It's it's all self. It's That's the issue that has to be taken out of the equation. And that's such that's another good. good point, too. You know, yep. I mean, we can't be both of those things. Jesus calls us to lay down our life. You know, like you were saying, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses it, his life for me will find it. That's in Matthew 16, 25. But that's exactly what it is. And a lot of these affirmations are basically just being used to justify things about our life that God has clearly called us to let go of or repent of. You know, say you're sleeping with your significant other outside of marriage, the world would say, do what makes you happy. Maybe you're cheating at your job to get ahead, and the world would say, put yourself first. Yeah. If you're choosing to ignore spending time with God and instead pursuing another hobby or interest, the world says you deserve some me time. You know, so... yeah. How is it that we encourage and motivate ourselves? Because, you know, you you talked some about this in the previous podcast as well, but the real pandemic is the debilitating depression and anxiety that's ripping through our nation. Sure. You know, yeah. and our world. Yeah, it is. And if affirmations and manifestations and healing crystals actually work, <laughs> you know, right, then right. why did the percentages keep climbing? That's exactly right. Stat um, I heard this week was... of Americans don't have one friend. We are lonelier than ever. Yeah. And social media is a big contributor Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, because you'll have, I don't know how many followers, 20K followers on Instagram. A lot of these accounts that I follow, how many are you actually friend? I mean, know about your life at all, you know? Yeah. And it's one thing to read something in black and white on your screen Mm -hmm. in text. It's another thing to actually feel that from a human being. Yes, 100%. True affirmation is coming from your relationship with God and the friendships that he gives you with other real people. Yes. And that is a far cry from just scrolling on your phone 
and getting temporary jolts of happiness that and, fade and quickly. Not that you can't make some social media friends. Sure. You know, I have a couple. We have talked back and forth. But yep. that's still no substitute for real life people that are with you every day, you know, no doubt. in the trenches. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have to have that. God wants us to have that community. Yeah. And you can't, like you said, just will that into being. Just speak exactly. that into existence. You know, it doesn't happen like that. Exactly. And there is definitely, like I talked about last last time, you know, there is a place for some of these things in social media, like mm-hmm. you having a small business that you use and you promote that through social mm-hmm. media. Like that's, that just comes with the territory. Yeah. At this in point. this there's day and age, yeah. that's part of it. There's nothing wrong know? with that, but you just have to be aware of that line of like, Hey, are these, are these real relationships or is this just like something that I'm doing to promote my business? Mm-hmm. Like, cause as soon as you start putting your identity in anything other yep. than Christ, like, oh, my identity's in this business and I yep. have to be this to these people and this is my platform and these are my followers. You really quickly drift into that dangerous zone. Oh, yeah. Very, very quickly. Absolutely. So where a lot of this leads to is it's taking people out of the social structures and the institutions that a majority of people used to find community in. Mm-hmm. You know, school or work or church like people's participation and involvement and activity in those things has just drifted away for this poor substitute yep and then people are clinging on to affirmations and little quotes from people who don't know them and like and likes like as if that's gonna really be valuable down the road another stat i read this week is that a number of people who are now on antidepressants is up three thousand percent in the last 20 years And the number of suicides in that same time period has gone up 35%. So just think about that. Just do the math on yeah. that. Like if, if these pills yep. are really the answer, and I know we're kind of touching in a whole other category. That's a topic for another day. We've done a podcast on antidepressants before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's a recent study that, that reveals what a lot of American people have been told about antidepressants for decades is false like the science has come out and this new data actually does not even support what a lot of people have been led to believe and right and the facts are there when you really look at this whoa this many people are on this stuff and of course there's there's definitely isolated cases everything we're not trying to just paint everything right not trying to put some broad brush strike over everything but you just have to be very aware of all those kind of things talk with other wise people about it but what we have from affirmations is actually a cheap substitute for something that's substantive and holistic for the whole soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the truth, you know, the yep. truth of, of what God says about you. We started off with a couple of those popular affirmations, and so I wanted to compare those with some scripture. And like we said, obviously people are depressed, they're anxious, they're looking for something to help get them through the day, to help give them strength and comfort and peace. So instead of an affirmation, like you said, that's a temporary high or that makes you feel good about yourself, what if we take it back to the scripture instead? Use the scripture to get us through the day because that's what's going to actually give us the joy and peace. So we started with that first one, I am successful. We've got humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you. James Mm. 4.10. I am strong. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Psalm 46.1. This this one in particular, I am worthy of what I desire. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. That's Revelation 4.11. And then all I need is within me. 
every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation due to change. James 1.17. So obviously that's just a few. And I encourage you, if you do have some affirmations, like I said, not all of them are lies, but really hold up what you're telling yourself to scripture and see if that's what God says. Because if God didn't say it, then we probably shouldn't be saying it to ourselves as a means of encouragement. We probably shouldn't be using it to justify some point of our life that he's asked us to let go of or repent of, you know. And by replacing worldly lies with biblical truth, we can really receive true encouragement, true joy, and true Mm. peace that will never waver, fade, or dim. That is so good. And I wanted to share a verse as well, Amanda, and that's Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. There is amazing power mm-hmm. and confidence and strength through him. Verse 4, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And this goes on to talk about things that you can add to your faith, Mm -hmm. virtue and knowledge and love. And if you don't add those things, you will forget that you were purged from your old sins. Like basically you're going to be depressed. You're going to be defeated. You're going to be, you know, forgetting your salvation and doubting your salvation if you're not in tune with him. So this is a great conversation. Thank you so much for, for jumping in here, Amanda. And just thanks for having me. It's good good to be back in front of the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I look forward to having a few more interviews with a few other people in the church mm-hmm. in the near future. So if we said anything that maybe led you to have a question, maybe a thought, comment, anything like that, we'd love to hear feedback from you. We always invite that. Please like and share this episode as well. Just to pass the word along. That's going to be it for today. You are loved. Mm-hmm.